0: Every week, it's my goal to share a story of someone's journey through their life and financial vineyard. We take you from their roots to the journey of their vines and the influences in the air that have helped craft their delicious lives. Like wine, life and finances have different palettes that should be celebrated and not judged. Welcome to this edition of Wine and Dime with Amy Irvine. This week, we're not gonna have an interview with somebody, but what we are gonna be talking about is year-end tax planning strategies. Wonderful topic. I know everybody gets excited when it comes to taxes, but there's some things that you can do at the end of this year, that once the date passes, you can't necessarily do anymore. So we're gonna dig into a few of those things so that everybody is aware. And before we do that, I want to also talk about a few concepts, is really what I'm trying to say that you might want to be aware of also. If you are somebody who is on the healthcare exchange system, meaning that you don't have it through your employer and you have to go through your healthcare exchange, an important date is coming up. December 15th is the date that your health insurance through the exchange needs to be filed by in order for your coverage to be effective January 1st. You should go in and review your coverage if you already have this on the exchange and make sure that your plan doesn't have different deductibles or coverages, or if it does, at least be aware. The costs might be changing too. If your income is going to change for 2021, then it is possible that your costs could actually go up. Also, for those of you that by the time this is recorded and released, so those of you that are in on Medicare, your open enrollment ended December 7th. But if you're not quite 65, we do want to make you aware that you have an open, a special open enrollment window that is three months before you turn 65, the month that you are 65 and the month that you, three months after you turn 65. So you have about a seven month window when you are turning 65 or, or going on Medicare. If you're, if you're working for somebody and you go off retirement, and go on to Medicare. Unless you have comparable coverage in some way, shape or form, if you don't enroll during that special window, you will be penalized uh, over a period of the rest of your life for late enrollment. So it's super important to know about those plans. One important thing to note, even if you are on Medicare already and if you switched plans this year, you may have until March 31st to, to make a change. So if you went on to Medicare Advantage plan this year, then you have until March 31st to switch back to traditional Medicare. If you find that you don't like that advantage plan. So again, important dates that you should, you should know about another, uh, this year in particular, another thing that we want people to be thinking about is if you are considering selling your home, many homeowners wait until the first of the year because they don't want to have to mess around with it in the holidays. The inventory is already low this year. So you may want to actually consider listing your House and just think how pretty it looks potentially this time of year. Uh, So you may be able to get a premium if you're out if you're putting your house out there on the market right now. Again, this particular year because the inventory is already low, interest rates are super low, and um, many people don't put their house on the market right now. You may be at an advantage. We also want you to take a look at your withholding. Now this is something that's for next year potentially, but we are a strong believer. That we never want you to have to pay a big, you know, amount into the IRS, but we also don't believe in giving the IRS a interest-free loan. So take a look at your withholdings. There's actually a great tool out on the IRS.gov website that you can calculate what your what you should be withholding and how you should fill out that uh, new IRS form. We're not thrilled about what that new form looks like, but there is a calculator that would actually help you uh, work through it. In fact, we'll provide that in the show notes. You should also look at things like updating your address. Make sure that the address that you have on file is accurate for your beneficiaries, for you. Make sure that your marital status is correct. Make sure that all of your beneficiaries have been updated appropriately. This is a great time of year to be doing that. Now, digging into something called a flexible spending account. Remember, if you don't use that, you lose it. You can roll over, I guess you want to say transfer or carry over $550 on your FSA or flexible spending account. If you have more than that, you really need to utilize that money. If you need a new pair of glasses, if you need to go to the dentist, um, you know, take a look at all of the items that would be covered. It's really, you don't want to lose any of that money. You've gotten the tax deduction, but you don't want to lose access to it. So be thinking, about any year end purchases or, pr- or pre purchases that you need to make to make sure that you use that account up. If you are in a higher tax bracket, you may need to adjust for an additional 3.8%. So be thinking of that. That's called a net investment income tax. So, again, when you're thinking about how much you're withholding, you're thinking about what your tax situation is looking like, it, it might be something that you need to take into consideration for the, this particular tax year as you're um, thinking about planning purposes and how to not have a big tax bill, but also, you know, going into 2021, what should you be withholding? Now, some ideas around taxes. So we've, we've told clients sometimes to have years where they contribute more to char- charities and then years where they just take the standard deduction. So about every other year right now, because the standard deduction is so much higher right now, about every other year, maybe uh front load, like the, their donor advised fund or to have more deductions that they can itemize in one year and then the next year take the standard deduction. So just as a reminder, the um, for 2020, well, I'll go down through 2020 and 2021, and we'll have a handout that kind of walks you through this as well. But when you think about what your um, taxes will be this coming year, meaning 2020, when we're doing the 2020 tax return in 2021, the standard deduction for 2020 is $12,400 uh, for individuals, 24800 for married, 12400 for married filing separately, and 18650 for head of household. So if you're trying to Itemize based on where you're at in those list of standard deductions. You may want to front load things like your charitable contributions. Uh, you'll have your mortgage interest that you can claim, and then remember, uh, we're limited to ten thousand on those salt quote, quote unquote taxes, which are state and local taxes. So you may want to consider if this is one of the years that you're front loading, you may want to consider doing that. Or if this is a year that you're itemizing, you actually might want to hold off on some of those charitable contributions until 2021, so that next year. you're you can front load. Okay, so that's kind of what I guess a few tips. Now, let's talk a little bit about saving opportunities and tax um, taxable savings that you can take advantage of. So, in retirement accounts, if you have a 401k, a 403b, or a 457, the limit for 2020 and 2021 is 19,500. If you're over 50, then you can actually do 26,000. Here's something that's interesting. Depending on the type of plan and the way things are set up, you may be eligible eligible to make both a 401k and a 457 contribution so that's something that you should look into because if you're in a higher tax bracket you may be able to defer both uh, defer the maximum both of those plans which would be a a pretty big savings on taxes overall you also might be eligible to contribute up to 6,000 in an individual retirement account or 7,000 if you're over 50 now you may not be able to deduct that and so if that's the case then we would want to look at like a Roth contribution instead or uh, what they call a backdoor Roth contribution where you contribute to a traditional IRA and then uh, convert it into a Roth. But you, you, between your 401k and IRA contributions, if you're under the age of 50, then you could, in most cases, contribute about $25,500. And if you happen to be over the age of 50, then you could actually contribute around uh, $33,000 between those two accounts. And again, if you have access to a 457 plan, it might be even more than that. If you're a, a little bit on the um, lower income side, then you may be eligible for what's called the saver's credit. And for the saver's credit, you'd be eligible for the first $2,000 that you contribute to an IRA, 401k, or anything like that. Then you would get a tax credit of $1,000 for individuals and $2,000 for married couples. And again, we will provide some information in, in the show notes about that particular credit if you're el- to find out if you're eligible. I know I spoke about the FSA and reminding everybody that's the Flexible Spending Account that they can, can, they can transfer uh, $550 or carry forward $550 for this year into 2021. But if you're looking to maximize that, or you're going to use it all that the the contribution that you can make in 2021 is 2,750. Now, remember that all comes out pre-tax. So that's money that you're spending on medical, but instead of just spending it and having it be a, a coming out of your taxable income, it's, you're getting the tax advantage of that money by putting it in the FSA. In addition to that, if you have any kind of daycare dependent expenses, then you can put an additional $5,000 in and again have that be tax um tax advantage because you're putting that money in and you're not paying income tax on that money uh, when it comes out, right? So can go towards dependent care expenses for qualifying individuals and those who are married file a joint return, right? So that you get a pretty good benefit out of those two. And you can have what's called a health savings account as well. And that um, flexible spending account in some cases, if it's very specific to something like dental or vision or something, and then you can also have the dependent care. So again, there's a lot of opportunities within the flexible spending account world and the HSA world that if you are qualifying individual, you can save a lot in taxes if you utilize these accounts instead of paying uh, with after-tax money. I already mentioned that, you know, you should be thinking about um, saving, maybe donating to charities and depending on how you're doing it. What I failed to mention was that in 2020, there is an above the line deduction, meaning you don't have to itemize under the CARES Act for $300 for contributions that you might make to charities. So if you did anything through United Way or if you donated uh, $300 to, let's say, your favorite local baseball team or not any non-for-profit basically is what I'm getting at, then you would be able to deduct that above the line. Don't miss out on that. It has to be cash though, just so you know. It can't be an in-kind um, contribution, meaning it can't be closed or something. So, But it is an opportunity for everybody to take under the CARES Act. It's not a lot, but it's um, every little bit helps. So the other thing that we could be thinking about is a 529 contribution. If you have children that are going to be going off to college at some point in time, you can be making a 529 contribution for them and take a deduction potentially on your state. It's not federal, but it's a state income tax deduction that you might be able to take. The other uh, final, I guess, uh, two items that I want to mention just for people to be aware of is that in 2021, there is what's called a transit benefit that it's also in 2020, but um, you can get um, van pooling or transit passes or those kinds of things uh, through your employer is a benefit for $270. And then finally, the adoption assistance credit that you can get. If you are in the process of adopting, keep in mind that the limits in 2021 will raise only slightly. They're going up to $14,440. They were $14,300 in 2020. Uh, so that's something, again, that, that's a complex item. If you have 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 that specific thing going on. You really should talk to a tax professional. So we hope that as you head into 2020 and finish out the rest of, excuse me, as you head into 2021 and finish out the rest of 2020, that these uh, tax tips have been helpful for you and that the attached documents that we've given to you, PDFs that we've given to you in the show notes are also uh, something that you reference and find useful. If there are other items that you'd like us to cover in Wine and as we head into 2021 we'd love to hear it. we're going to get back to some interviews but as you can guess the end of this year has been a bit on the crazy side so uh, I know the, the last few podcasts have been slightly different than normal but we'd love to hear your feedback if you find this podcast helpful please share it please like it please provide your ratings on iPad, iTunes excuse me and we'd love to hear from you so let us know if there's other topics that you would like to hear from us about.